Broadcasting from the Young Idea Studios at Guest and Gray, this is KFNY, True Texas Radio. Good morning. We are so glad that you've joined us this morning on uh, Easter Sunday. So uh, wherever you are joining us from, welcome. We're glad that you are here uh, with us on TrueTexasRadio.com. Again, thankful for Will Riggs and this radio station for his vision and desire to carry on a program like this each week on his station. And uh, we're super thankful that you've joined in with us this morning as well. Hope you're having a beautiful Easter Sunday morning wherever you are, uh, whatever you may be doing today. And we're glad that you stopped by and joined in on True Texas Radio for a few minutes today to celebrate with us this Easter Sunday and and hear a message about uh, God's love for us and how he made a way so that we could have life and not just have any kind of life Jesus said but have it more abundantly also very thankful to our sponsors and we are uh, grateful that they help us get on the air here Uh, Miss Molly Pennington she is with Premier Legacy Real Estate here in Forney Texas and encourage you uh, check her out and uh, thank you thank her for letting us um, be on the air and her help for that also Miss Angie Carricker she's with the Mike Mazik group here in Dallas and we're very thankful for her as well so if you uh, know these ladies or check them out you can find them on facebook and uh, we'll have them on our page Stephen carroll uh, dig deep page as well so very thankful for them for their support if you'd like to support be a part of dig deep man we'd love for you to do that as well and you can support us uh, through our nonprofit ministry or be a sponsor here on true texas radio with us every sunday morning you, we could sure use the help uh, as well well it's easter hope you're having a great easter morning as i said while i go and uh, so glad that you have tuned in to dig deep with us here today. You know, when I think about Easter, I think about a ton of memories. Uh, I remember growing up, and I know you can too if you stop for just a few minutes. Everyone experiences Easter in different ways, and they have different memories. But as kids growing up, if, I, if I'm honest, if I'm honest, the very first thing I think about are Easter baskets and, and incredibly unique clothes. In fact, I've got a picture of me when I was a little boy on Easter Sunday. And isn't it funny how your, your mom thinks it's so uh, cool to dress you up in this uh, most interesting outfits. And for me, mine was a sailor suit. And I have a great picture of me. And I'm not really sure. I've got a sailor suit type thing on and these long socks up to my knees and weird looking sandals. So I'd like to thank my mom for that. Great picture. But at the same time, I remember just being a kid and, and, and all those moments of just waking up and the Easter bunny had come and... Uh, going to Easter egg hunts after church, and uh, I remember when I was a kid. I also remember going to a humongous Easter egg hunt. Um, I remember they had all these eggs; they're just thrown all over the place, and kids are just running absolutely insane and trying to knock everybody over to get to the eggs. And you've always got the big kids, and they're trying to get through. And and you have you got these Easter egg hunts, these big Easter egg hunts. You had the you had the um, segments where you had different. Uh, opportunities for the little kids went first and the bigger kids and so forth and that kind of thing with this Easter egg hunt I'll never forget it it was at a it was at a baseball field and at this baseball field they thought it was a great idea to let go some bunnies and then if you you caught the bunny then you got to take the bunny home well needless to say there were several dead bunnies and then at the same time some kids caught bunnies and then my I didn't thankfully because what what parent wants you to bring home I mean what do you do with the bunny for that point, you gotta get a cage for it, and then you gotta go through all the stuff, and it's insane, and you know, <laughs> crazy. But I remember that being a kid, and wouldn't that be a blessing for parents to bring home a bunny? And there were these gold eggs, right? The gold eggs, you had those. Well, the older I got, I remember, um, you know, getting older, and you start realizing, you know, what Easter's all about, and, and you should remember what it's about, and so often we lose sight of it because everything is. Absorbed, and there's this whole story. I encourage you to research about Easter eggs and where they come from, and and how that they don't even go really with the story of of Passover and the sacrifice that Jesus made and the resurrection, which we'll talk about today. And and it's so funny how things get so blurry, you know. I mean, it's like we we have our lines are blurred, and we lose sight of what the reality of what it's all about. And and so as I think about growing up, I remember getting older. Then you know the Christian community came out with these salvation eggs or something you get these eggs that you can buy that have a different meaning and and of course you give out easter eggs at church and all those kind of things and have hunts and everything to bring people in or whatever the case may be but as an adult i remember honest if i'm honest as i got older i remember easter's just being long long days 
at church. Choir performances, being there all day, had high attendance Sundays and all this kind of stuff. And all that stuff is, is fine and good. Don't I'm not being negative. I just remember being incredibly long. There were preachers talking about folks that only showed up on church for Easter and and, and all these kind of things and um, songs and different things that you had. And so, uh, you know, it's funny because Easter, here we celebrate today and we wake up this morning as you've woke, you, you've, you're awake this morning, you're joining in with us. The thing that I want to do today is kind of maybe give a different perspective of it, give a different view of Easter because what I want to do is tie it into what we've been talking about, which is the power of fellowship and community. And, and we've been doing this here on True Texas Radio since January. We've been talking about the idea of what it means to engage in a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. What, what that looks like, what that means, and, and how powerful that, that should be. And we, if we go all the way back, we've, we refer to this every, every week. And we go back to January when we begin this series, and we begin talking about Genesis chapter 1, and when, when God created man in his image. And we talked about how that we were designed for God to bring glory to God and to have a relationship with God. In fact, God wanted to make man in his image. God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit. Let's, let's make man, let us make man in our image. Let's give away what we have and, and let's give it to him. And so they gave it. Gabe created man in, in, in their image and or in his image, God did. And, and the whole idea was that after he was created, it was to have fellowship with God. So he, God gave him dominion over the garden. And you remember we talked about that. Then it came to this place where God said, look, it's, it's not good for this man to be alone. So he created a woman out of the man and so then the order became love god most have that relationship with him first and then engage with those that are closest to you have a relationship with one another and a husband and wife are designed to complement each other to together come together and, and do more together than they could apart and the way that that happens is by loving god most individually and then sharing that love with one another and then together you have children and and you see creation come out of that relationship it's the same thing that that god had god created us in his image and then created a woman to share with the man and the whole purpose of that was so that they could have that fellowship one with god and then within with each other and then with their children and then we've been talking about how that that whole thing was purpose so that then you move from outside from your family to the community and you share that message with the people around you. You share that with the people that you come in contact with. That, that's what it's all been that's what it's all about. And so as we've talked about that, as I was thinking about Easter and how to integrate that, can I tell you that it really wasn't hard. It wasn't hard to think about how to integrate the idea of of engaging in the community with the message of Jesus Christ and the message of, of Easter, of Passover, of the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. In fact, if you want to get right down to the nuts and bolts of it, that that's why Jesus was crucified. Uh, he, why? Because he changed the message. He changed the message as it, as it had been known. He, he changed the message to the power of fellowship and community. We've talked about that over the past few weeks. We, we talked about how that when Jesus was asked, you know, what's the greatest commandment and and jesus said love the lord your god with all your heart with all your soul with all your mind with all your strength and the second is like unto it love your neighbor as yourself you see what jesus did was jesus moved away from that basic philosophy of and of performance and religion and legalism and laws he moved away from that and he moved toward he moved us toward love and forgiveness and grace you see, that's what the Bible is all about. It says that he, he came to set the captives free. He came to show us a better way. The whole purpose Jesus came was to show us who God was and to show us how God wants us to live, to show us how much God loves us. And on this Easter Sunday morning, what I pray and what I hope is wherever you are, whatever you're doing, that this morning as we share and as I talk to you about this message, I pray that you can get a different perspective of what Easter is all about. Because honestly, Easter, it, I mean, yeah, we have the eggs and the all these things that have been integrated into this. But the, the story that we celebrate and that we rejoice in today 
It is the fact that we can have life. And not just any kind of life, but as Jesus said, life abundantly. That we can be forgiven, that, that we can have hope. You see, because Jesus moved us away from a works-based philosophy. Uh, that's why Paul said in Ephesians 2.10, and we've talked about this, actually 2, 8, 9, and 10, it's by grace are you saved. And that's through faith. It's not of yourself. It's a gift of God. It's not about works that we've done, but it's about what, what God did for us through his son, Jesus. That's what it's all about. You see, Jesus came, the whole purpose was to show us who God is, show us how God wants us to live, and show us above everything how, how much God loves us. By God giving his son and by Jesus giving his life for us. It's full circle, right? I mean, if you go all the way back to the beginning, God created man in his image, sinless, created him perfect, created woman for man to enjoy that beautiful relationship with. And then what happened? Well, well sin. You see, he came to set the captives free, right? Well, what are we, what are we in captivity to? We're, we're captive to sin. We're captive to death. Why? Because the Bible says, Wherefore is by one man sin entered into the world, then death has passed upon all men. And the Bible says in Romans 6 that the wages of sin is death. In other words, because of sin, we're separated from God. So the whole purpose of Jesus Christ coming to this earth was to make things right, to make a way. That's why he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Today, as you're listening to this, wherever you are, your car, maybe you're in your home, maybe you're away out today just enjoying nature, wherever you may be, and, and you're taking the time to stop here, I want you to know today that Jesus came to make a way. And, and I can't convince anyone of anything. Believing is a choice. But, but can I tell you, and I hope that as we share with you this morning, that you can begin to see and realize that, that this is why people were drawn to Jesus. And, and I pray that it's why people may be drawn to me, not because of who I am, but because of who God is in me, because of what God has done for me, because of how God has delivered me. I am a very, very flawed individual, lost, hopelessly lost. I have my own choices and decisions. I will jack things up more ways than I can count. My life is a mess. I've been around people that are a mess. I have lived in a family that was a mess. And the result of that was pain, heartache, loss. We live in a world of, that is filled with death and destruction and, and confusion and, and issues and struggles. That's the, what we live in. Why? Because of sin. The world is contaminated with it. Even creation is contaminated with it. And the Bible says that all of creation longs for things to be made right. Well, see, that's what we're here to talk about this morning. You see, people were drawn to Jesus. Why? Because he came to make things right. He came to make a way, to give them hope, to give them a promise of life. It's just like we talked about last night, last week with the woman in John 4, the Samaritan woman. She had had five husbands and she was living with a guy and she felt like an outcast. She was talked about. She didn't, she didn't even have a, she had to come to the well in the afternoon when everyone else was gone. That's how horrible she felt about herself. And then on that day, at that moment, that afternoon, she met Jesus Christ and he shared with her life, living water. Remember a water that she'll never thirst again. Physically, yes, we'll be thirsty, but spiritually, she will be changed. What that meant was that she could have hope of a new day, that she could find comfort and healing in her life. I want to tell you something today. So can you. That's what we celebrate today. We celebrate the life that we can have because of Jesus Christ. That's what we celebrate. We don't celebrate bunnies and eggs and this and that. All that stuff is fine and good, and you can have fun with it, and you can do it today, and that's great. But what we celebrate, the core of what we have in our life, what we have the option to have in our life, is hope, love, peace, joy in Jesus Christ. Forgiveness, second chances. You see, that's what we have. You see, we all have loss. We all have prisons we're in. 
I have them. We all do. I mean, this morning as you're listening to this, I promise you that there's someone and, and you've lost someone to death. Maybe they're struggling. I don't know. Everyone's different. I know there are people that are listening today and you're going through a divorce. You're going through a difficult time. There are parents that have lost communication with children. There are parents that don't know how to parent teenagers. There are children that have had disconnection with their their family. There, there's all kinds of situations that may be facing. As you're sitting there today, it may be that you've made some poor choices and financially you're in a, in a bind or, or maybe you've made a choice to be involved in an affair or you've been addicted to a, a substance or you find yourself contaminated with thoughts that you can't you can't control i don't know all kinds of things there are all kinds of prisons i can't tell you what kind of prison you're in i can't tell you what you've experienced but i know we all have it i know we've all experienced loss just this past week here in our in our hometown there's a a young lady who lost her father painful difficult we all have loss if there's anything I can tell you today, I want you to know that that loss and that pain is, is, is not a result of anything that God has done to you. I know it feels like it. I know we have these questions and we think, well, God, you could have stopped that. I know there's these, these issues that we battle. But if we can look at the story of what we celebrate today, it is not so much in our lives as individuals. The fact that I want you to see is it's what Jesus came to make a way for what is that comfort in your grief deliverance from your addiction answers to the confusion in your life he came to make a way because he came to overcome sin for us what we could not do for ourselves this past friday we celebrated or we remembered rather we remembered the death of jesus christ we remembered what that was about and we have to come back to this place where we realize in our life, which we'll talk about in just a few minutes, that we all have pain, we all have issues. But what Jesus came to do was to set us free. What he came was to help us. You see, so many times in our life, we feel like our backs are against the wall. We, we can't see the future. We can't see hope. We can't experience peace, it feels like. We need something, someone to enter into our lives. We need someone. And so often we look for someone tangible around us that we can be with. Someone that can step into our lives. But the reality of it is, is that no one can do for us what Jesus can do for us. There's a great song that I love. And as I think about this whole idea, it's just a group called Switchfoot. And there's this song. And, and the whole idea of the song is, is come set me free. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm down on my knees, Lord. I'm, I'm I'm asking you, only you can save me from me. I, I believe, and I know that, that, that inside of my life, I'm, I'm in prison and I can't deliver myself. You see, that's what Easter is all about. That's what Jesus came. That, that's what we've been talking about. You see, it's this order is that Jesus came to show us who God is. He came to show us how God wants us to live. And he came to show us how much God loves us. How? By giving his life for us, by showing us how to live, by showing us what he expects us to do with the life that he gives to us, that we in turn would give that love that he shares with us and spread it to those around us. First of all, we'd have that communion with him, and then we would have that with our those we love most, and then we would have that with people outside those our walls, outside of our homes. But to give it, we have to understand it. To share it, we have to believe it. And this morning, I, I hope and pray that as we look through these thoughts, as we share these thoughts today, that you'll come out on the other side of this with a different perspective of what Easter is all about. That you'll have a different perspective of, of what this day represents. That you have a different perspective of what it can mean for you individually. And you can be set free. Listen to the words of the song.
show there's a prison cell So here's the thing is that I love that song. And, and the reason I love that song so much is because of the idea is that I love this line where, where it talks about that our chains were broken. You know, it's this idea that there, there's, there's a hole in the neighborhood, he says, where the shadows fall, there's a hole in my heart. And what I want you to see is that, is that that's the hole that Jesus Christ came to fill. He came, he came to this life, he came to this earth, was born of a virgin, was, went through and experienced, the Bible says, all, all the things that, that we'll experience, and he did it without sin. And then it says that he, he grew to this point in life around the age of 30 where for the next three years he completely fulfilled his purpose. And that was to do the will of his father. And what was that will? Was to come and make a way. You see, the hole in the neighborhood, the hole in our lives was filled by Jesus Christ and his example for us and also by the life that he lived and by the death that he gave for us in obedience and then we celebrate the resurrection you see when Jesus Christ died I want to tell you something the dream that our chains have been broken and we can be free that we can fall to our knees and wherever you are no matter what you've experienced and what would you, what, no matter what you've been through I gotta slow down and get excited when I get to this point no matter what you've been through, I cannot convince you. I cannot change you. There's nothing that I can do to physically make things better for your life. But what I can do is tell you what's made my life better. I can tell you what has changed me. And that is a relationship with Jesus Christ. It's coming to the realization that I fell to my knees and I believed that God, only you can save me from me. Can I tell you something? Today, this morning, I was driving. As I was driving, I physically declared and cried out this prayer. Lord, I, I can't do it. 
Lord, I, I can't solve my problems. I can't change things. But Lord, I know you can. And can I tell you something? When I pray, I also I'm very honest with God. Lord, you know me. God, you know what I'm thinking before I think it. You know my failures. You know my weaknesses. You know my struggles. You know the, the problems and the issues that I have with you. God, you know everything. And Lord, I am in prison to myself. And there's only one way that I can be delivered, and that's you. You see, as you read the story of the crucifixion and all that it entailed, you have to realize something. And it's this fact, is that as we celebrated this past Friday, not celebrated, but we remembered, we remembered what Jesus Christ did for us. We think back. You see, he was betrayed, he was beaten, and eventually crucified, not by those who found hope and freedom in him, but by religious people whose way of life was threatened by him. See, when Jesus entered into the scene, he changed everything, like I said earlier. And, And the people who said they lived by the very laws that God had given them, they're the ones that crucified him. You see, because here's the reality of it is, is the law was given. God gave the law. You know the Ten Commandments. And if you read the Old Testament, there are over 600 laws that were given. Those laws were not given to to imprison us and cause us. Those laws were given to let us realize how much we needed God, how much we needed salvation. You see, sacrifice is necessary. And as you look back and as you look at the story of the crucifixion and and you read it, and whether it's whatever passage you read it in, in in John chapter 18, you can read that that the soldiers came and that he was betrayed. And and, and if you know the story, Judas betrayed Jesus with a kiss and for 30 pieces of silver. And, And he did that to the religious leaders. They came to him and said, look, we need you to betray him. We need you to give him to us. And then the, the leaders, the religious leaders the, at that time convinced the Roman guards and the Roman leadership that, that this Jesus Christ was a threat not just to them but to the Romans. And, and if you know the story at all, you realize that it went through this long process or this overnight process, which, which was completely out of character, out of line with everything that was right as far as laws and customs were. But everything was done under the darkness of this betrayal and this deceit because they needed Jesus out of the way. They needed him gone and they needed his followers to be destroyed. They needed everything that he represented, everything that he was, they needed it destroyed. Who are they? The religious leaders because it was threatening their way of life. It was threatening how they made a living. And so this past Friday, we remembered that that Jesus Christ gave his life you see because sin as we talked about earlier had entered into this life and sin encompasses everything it is what is the source of all of our issues all of our struggles all of our pain all of our distress sickness disease death confusion divorce loss betrayal everything is a result like that of, is of sin Jesus Christ came to show us a way out. And you see what God had showed the religious leaders and and it showed people back in the days of Moses was that there had to be a sacrifice. There had to be a shedding of blood for the remissions of sin, for forgiveness of sin. There had to be some way out of this. And so back in the Old Testament, there was a man named Moses. And at that time, the children of Israel were in captivity. Much like we're in captivity today to our sins, to our own issues, our struggles, our ignorance, our selfishness, our pride. They were physically in captivity to the Egyptians. And there came a series of events. And and, and if you're vaguely familiar with the Word of God and with Scripture and stories, then you know the story of the plagues and, and how that the children of Israel were delivered. You know the story of the Red Sea and all these things that happened afterwards. But, but what, what's interesting was at that moment, what God said was, listen, I'm going to send a death angel. And, and everyone, everyone's home does not have blood on the door, doorpost. Well, their firstborn is going to be 
killed. But when I see the blood, then I'll pass by. It was called Passover. And so that night, God gave them instructions about a meal that they were to eat and how they were supposed to eat it. And it's all very detailed. And so they did that that night. And then they went to bed and, and everyone who put blood on the doorpost, then the death angel came through and where he saw the blood, he passed by. But where there was no blood on the doorpost, then the firstborn of that home, it died. Not just not just people, but livestock and animals. And it was horrible. It was a very bad moment for these people. But everyone that listened and knew what God had said was saved. You see, that's what good that's what Good Friday's all about. It's this idea of how Jesus did for us what we could not do for ourselves. You see, the people of Israel were in captivity. They could not deliver themselves. They needed intervention. They needed a way out. And so that kicked into existence a journey. A journey with God where God showed the people of Israel, look, this is what I expect. I'm going to save you, but this is what I this is what you need to understand that you have to do to be pleasing to me. And what the reality of it was is that there was no way that anyone could keep every law. So what had to happen every year was there had to be some type of atonement at this time of year. The same time of year that they celebrated the Passover, there had to be atonement made for the sins of the people. And so that way they would go through a whole another year. And so they would take a lamb and they would sacrifice that lamb. And there's this whole different ritual that they went through that we don't have all the time in the world to go through today. But I want to get the essence of what I'm trying to say was that there had to be a sacrifice. And when that blood was shed, then that made atonement for the people's sins. And so there was a high priest. And the high priest would come in during the time of Passover. And people would bring a lamb and offer it as a sacrifice every year. So that's the season, that's the time of year that all this is taking place. That's what, if you know anything about as far as our faith and different religions and different denominations, and they celebrate this around this season. What Jesus did for us, what we couldn't do for ourselves. We couldn't be good enough. We couldn't keep the laws. We couldn't get it all right. We needed help. But what the religious leaders did was they realized and they recognized that they could make a living out of this. And not only that, Jesus Christ was disrupting the way that they believed. He was disrupting how things were done. Why? Because he came to seek and to save those that were lost. He came and did it differently. He came to show us a better way. And that's what we celebrate today, is how that Jesus Christ gave his life for us, and that God raised him from the dead. In a few minutes, I'm going to read a passage to you, but I want us to stop here for just a minute and think about our lives. I want us to think about what we believe. Think about where we are as individuals. All of us need forgiveness. All of us are sinners. <laughs> like I said earlier, Romans 3 tells it and makes it very clear. There is none righteous. There is none that, that does right. None of us. We all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. There's no way we can measure up. It's like that was the whole point of the law. God gave the law so that we could recognize, look, we, we can't do this on our own. There's no way we can live. I cannot make a decision as a husband on my own, that the decisions that need to be made. Wives, you can't make the decisions and choices that need to be made on your own. We, we can't conquer these struggles. We can't conquer the generational issues that we carry into our families. We can't do this on our own. And, and that was the whole point. But you see, the religious leaders of the day, they believed that Jesus was destroying what God wanted. But what they didn't realize was God sent Jesus to fulfill what needed to be done was to make a way, to make a way for us. That, that's why. What we couldn't do for ourselves, 
because there's none of us that are perfect. Listen, if, if you're in the room with someone right now, look over and say, listen, you're not perfect. And guess what? You aren't either. There's so many things that I do and I've done. Sin in my life and failures and struggles and all these things that I have fallen so short. Gosh, at some point in my life, I'll, I'll share even more. But, but addictions that I've battled from, from pornography to from loss in my life, from confusion to secrets to all these things. That hurt that I've caused to my family, my wife, those that are around me. Lies that I've told. Deceitfulness about myself and deceiving myself. All these things that I, I cannot solve. You see, that's what this time of year is all about. It was Passover. Remembering how that God had saved the people, had delivered his people. And every year they would come back to this point. And for generation upon generation upon generation, a lamb was needed to make an atonement for the sin so that we could go through another year. But here's the thing that's so great about today was that what Jesus Christ did for us and that we remembered this past Friday when he was crucified, giving himself for us, shedding blood once and for all, where that we would not have to do this every year. So we wouldn't have to rely on a man that was a high priest, but that we could have Jesus Christ, who is our forever high priest, who gave his blood, gave his life in obedience. And, and let's make this clear. When Jesus went to the Garden of Gethsemane, understand something. He made a statement to God. He said, God, is there any other way? Let's don't miss out on the fact that this was not something that Jesus Christ was looking forward to. This was not something that Jesus was saying, I just can't wait to do this. No, he, he asked the question, God, is there any other way? God, what do I need to do? How many of you guys have asked that question? God, what do I need to do? God, is there any other way? Jesus asked the same question. But here's the difference in Jesus and me. He said, Lord, not my will, but yours. Whatever you want. God, that's what I want to do. That's why Jesus Christ said over and over again, look, I'm not here to do my will. I'm here to do my Father's will. And so at that point, Jesus Christ realized, look, there wasn't another way. And can I tell you something? It's because of his obedience and his faithfulness to his Father that we have the opportunity that we have today, that we can find the comfort that we need. We can experience the peace that we need, that we can have the forgiveness that we need. Hope for a new day, hope for an opportunity, not because of anything we've done, but everything that Jesus did for us. And when Jesus Christ laid his life down for us on that cross, it was the single greatest act of faith that has ever been done. Because Jesus Christ laid his life down on that Friday, believing and having the faith that God would raise him up. And that through his life, we could have life. You know, I, for the rest of my days, as long as I live on this earth, I want my purpose to be to not be like those religious leaders of that day, to not be so consumed with what I can do and what I look like, to not be so obsessed with it being about me. That's what killed Jesus Christ. That's what crucified him on that cross. It was religion. It was law. It was legalism. It was control. But what the enemy meant for evil, God meant for good. And because of Jesus Christ and his obedience, we can have hope. Here's the thing is that you and I have got to find the reason. Lord, what is my reason? What is my purpose? We have to all come to the place that we recognize. Look, I am not a perfect person. I am not. Every time I get into a discussion with my wife or with someone else and, and I, I'm in the wrong, my first impulse and my first tendency is to become defensive. My first inclination is to lie. I'll be honest. It's to make a to get out of a situation. I am far from perfect. You know, and, and what's funny is it's not as though I meant 
to do the things that I did. It's just that, that I made a choice in the midst of whatever crisis or chaos I was involved in. And then I'm a sinner. We have to all come to that place and have to realize, listen, that we need help. That we can't do this on our own. And that's why Jesus came was so he could give us the help that we needed and that he could make a way for us to have a relationship with God. You see, that relationship with God had been severed by sin. We talked about that a few weeks back in the garden. And Jesus Christ came to make a way for us to be reunited with our Father. There's a song that that I've listened to over and over again before we get into the, the closing of our message today. And I love this song. It's by a group called Hoobastank. Now, I don't know a lot about the name of the group, but the name of the song is called The Reason. And, and I love this song, and I want us to listen to it just in light of everything we've talked about, what we need, what, what God did for us, how he made a way. In light of all these circumstances and all this situation, I love how we can flip this song and that the words can really be relevant to what we're talking about today. Listen to this and we'll come back and talk about it.
absolutely love that song. The whole idea that I found a reason for me to change who I used to be, a reason to start over new, and the reason is you. And I, and I know that in the song that he's talking about a relationship and someone that he's met, but is that not exactly what we're talking about? I mean, I love the words. I'm not a perfect person. And you know the reality of it is, is that he makes a statement, I never meant to do those things to you. I can honestly say that in my life, it's just like with Paul. In my life, there are things that I have chosen to do that I'm thinking, why did I do that? It doesn't even make any sense. But yet it does at the same time because I chose to do it. But but what's going on? You know, there's a great there's a great passage, and it's in Romans, and it's in Romans chapter seven, and and Paul is 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 talking about himself and. And he's talking about the struggle that he has. And, and you understand something about, about, about Paul. That at one time his name was Saul. And, and he was a part of the legalistic group. The religious group that, that, that would crucify Jesus Christ. In fact, he was a, a leader. And his life was all about destroying the message of Jesus Christ. But he met Jesus and God changed his life in Acts chapter 9. And, and he became an incredible warrior, an incredible follower of Jesus Christ. But what he understood about himself was, look, it's not anything that I've done. In fact, in, in Romans 7, he says that he struggled with sin. And he said, the trouble is with me, for I am too human. I'm a slave to sin. Here's the thing that we all have to realize is that we said earlier, we often, and I've said this before, we we too quickly will blame God for things. Listen, there are questions that I've said over and over again, and I'll say this every week. I don't have the answers to these questions for you. I don't. You and I have to make an individual decision, a choice. And that's what Paul was saying. He's saying, listen, I'm human. I don't really understand myself. He says in Romans 7 verse 15, for what I want to do is what's right, but then I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. And if I know that I'm doing this is wrong, that, that shows that I agree. That the law is good because it shows me where I'm messing up. And he goes on to say, look, nothing good lives in me. I want to do what's right, but I can't. And I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what's wrong, but I do it anyway. And, and if I do what I, I don't want to do, what is it? It's sin, he says. It's sin that is causing these issues in my life, and that's what this whole song is about. It's saying, look, I, I, I need help to change. And the reason that we found to change is because of what Jesus Christ did for us and what he does for us, the, the hope that we have in him. And that's what Easter is all about. That's what this whole discussion is about today. And, and so I want to direct you to Romans chapter 5, and I want to kind of close this, begin to close these thoughts out in Romans chapter 5, and to say that in these, in these next few minutes that we have together, to kind of bring a summation of what this day is all about. It's not about eggs, although you can enjoy that and have fun. It's not about Easter bunnies for sure. That's not it. It is about family. It is about coming together. It is about fellowship. It is about love. It is about relationship. It is. But, but, but where does it come from? You see, Easter is a celebration of where that comes from. The love and the, the hope that we have, where, is that, where does that originate? Because failure and pain and strife and division, it comes from sin, like Paul said. It comes from those issues that we have with ourselves. Death, destruction, sickness, disease, it comes from sin. And so this season of existence that we are in, after Jesus Christ and his death and his resurrection, we live in a season of us having the opportunity to accept the change that we need from him in our lives. And so for this Easter message today, I, I want to show you 
something from Romans chapter 5. And I want to read this passage to you, beginning in verse 1. It's Romans 5, verse 1, and Paul says, Therefore, since we've been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. The reason is Jesus. You see, Paul says, we are made right by faith in Jesus Christ. Because of our faith, watch this, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand. What is that place? That we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. That means that as we walk this life, that that we are in constant formation to come into agreement with all that God has done for us. What is that? That God created us in His image. That God loved us and made us in His image. That He's made a way for us individually to have a relationship with Him. And then He brings people because He told Adam, look, it's not good to be alone. He doesn't need to be alone. And so a wife or a husband come into our life and, and children and we celebrate and share the love that God gives to us through Jesus with those around us. And so then we can confidently today know that no matter what's happened in our life, the loss we've experienced, the pain that we've gone through, the choices that we've made, the division that we've called, the betrayal that we've experienced, the addictions that we are caught up in, that because and through Jesus, on this day you can know, listen, you can have life. It can be changed through Him and what He can do in your life. And Paul goes on to say, we can rejoice when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they will help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength and character. And character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope, watch this, will not lead to disappointment. You will not be disappointed if you put your faith in Christ. The enemy wants you to be disappointed. He wants you to think that this is all God's fault. Can I tell you something? Look, it's sin's fault. The choices that we make and the issues that we battle in our own personal lives. When we put our hope and our faith in Jesus Paul says, we know how dearly God loves us because he is giving us his presence to fill our hearts with his love, to help us get through things that we didn't think we could make it through. Today, you may not think you can make it. Today, you may be sitting in your car driving. You may have pulled over on the side of the road and you may not think that there's any hope. Can I tell you something? There is hope. It's not in my words. It's not in what I can do. It's not in what you can do. It's not what anyone else can do for you. But it's all about what Jesus Christ has already done for you. What is that? Paul says it in verse 6. Listen to this. When we were utterly helpless, watch this, Christ came at just the right time and died for us. He died for us sinners. Now, most people would not be willing to die for an upright person. Though some might perhaps be willing to die for a person who's good. But watch this, verse 8. But God, God showed his love, his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. When we didn't have a way. And he says, and since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, he will certainly save us from God's condemnation. Do you remember what we talked about earlier? How that God gave the law to show us it was impossible. There was no way we could do enough on our own to make anything right. We don't have the power. We don't have the ability. We don't have the strength. It's not us. There had to be another way. Do you remember the Passover? How that by the blood being on the doorpost, that when the death angel came that he knew to pass by when he saw the blood, you see... There had to be a sacrifice. Jesus Christ was that sacrifice. The Bible says once and for all. Never to be done again. He was the sacrifice. We remembered that this past Friday, right? And then today, listen to this. Here's where it gets really good. And since we have been made right by God, 
He will save us because of the blood of Jesus from God's condemnation. Now watch verse 10. For since our friendship with, with God was restored. Remember at the very beginning in the Garden of Eden, we were separated from God. Why? Because of sin. So it says, since our friendship, that relationship, God made Adam in his image to have a friendship with God, to walk with, to spend time with. Then God said, look, it's not good for him to be alone. Let's make a woman. And together, they loved God individually, and together they were able to enjoy that fellowship. But then sin entered into the world. And that's what Paul's saying. In verse 10, it says, For since our friendship with, with God was restored by the death of his son, while we were still enemies. Now check it out. This is Easter right here. This is the message right here. We will certainly be saved through the life of his son. So now we can rejoice, celebrate our wonderful new relationship with God. Why? Because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends with God. We're going to come back and talk about this a little more next week. But today, I want you to know on this day, on April the 16th, this morning, that you have been made right with God because of Jesus. And you can rejoice in that wonderful new relationship with God. Why? Because Jesus Christ has made us friends with God again. And all you simply have to do is believe. Believe. Because Easter is all about if we have been forgiven and restored because of the death of Jesus, the sacrifice, the blood that he shed for us, we will certainly be saved. Why? Because God raised Jesus Christ from the dead. And because he's alive, we can have full assurance that we will live eternally with him. He's going to make a new heaven. He's going to make a new earth. He's going to make it all right. But this season right now is all about us making the decision to allow him to be the Lord of our life. There's a song I want to close. I'm just going to play the first part of it because we only got a few minutes left. But it's one of the songs. It's a song that I listened to as a boy over and over again. And to this day, it's a song that impacts my life. I want you to listen to this. It's called Praise the Lord. Old song by the Imperials. Check it out. So I just want to play the first part of that song for you because here's what it says. When you're up against a struggle and shattered all your dreams and your hopes seem cruelly crushed, all these things that are around you, can I tell you something? That today, on this day, the celebration is all about the fact that Jesus Christ came and we celebrated and we remembered rather his death on Friday and today we celebrate the life that he can give to us. The hope that we can have through him. Why? Because he's risen. It's already done. That's what we celebrate. We're going to come back next week and talk more about this as we remember and reflect on all that God's done for us through Jesus Christ. But today I pray that you'll have an Easter, a day that you can remember what God did for you. You can recognize how you can be free and have hope today. And I pray today that you'll be redeemed just by a choice that you can make. Whatever comfort you need comes from Him. Whatever peace you need comes from Him. Whatever forgiveness you need comes from Him. Whatever deliverance you need comes from Him. That's what Easter's all about. Hope you'll be blessed today. We love you. We'll be back here next week. Come dig deep with us again. Share this with somebody else. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great day today.